How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Wednesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA here on CBS Sports Radio, coming your way in 20 minutes. Decade of DA time. We are looking back at 10 years of the DA here on CBS Sports Radio. An infamous moment, one of the first viral moments of the DA show here on CBS Sports Radio. The retirement of a favorite player leading to waterworks. In 40 minutes... If you went to a sporting event and only the rich people could drink, how would you feel? How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. But just a little nugget on Alec Manoa here because this this story is just outrageous. Manoa was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year. He had a 2-2-4 ERA for the Blue Jays. He finished third in the American League Cy Young voting. His rookie season was a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Manoa is only 25 years old. He was the 11th overall pick in the draft. So Manoa was a very highly coveted prospect. So it's not like he came out of nowhere. He had a great high school career, good minor league career, drafted high, splashed in Major League Baseball, seemingly starting to peak now in his mid-20s, third of the Cy Young last year. And through the first two months of this year was a debacle. Booed off of the mound. He gave up, what was it, six runs? Or I think it was six runs in two-thirds of an inning. Yeah, six runs and seven hits in one-third of an inning about a month ago. That was his seventh straight loss. He was 1-7 with a 6-3-6 ERA in just 13 starts. So the Blue Jays were like, we got to get him out of here. Get him out of Major League, hitting, send him to the minors, let's protect him. So they send him down to rookie level. And yesterday he faces teenagers, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds. No, 17, 18, and 19. He was facing 17-year-olds. He gives up 11 runs in two and two-thirds. He did not get out of the third inning. 
He gave up two home runs, including one to straightaway center that cleared a 30-foot wall in center field. He gave up a home run to a teenager that went over a 30-foot high wall in dead center. That'd be, to be fair, that player just got a $4 million signing bonus last year from the pinstripes. So I guess he's a good hitter. But still, he's a teenager. Didn't get out of the third inning. Now, John Schneider, GM of the Blue Jays, is like, no big deal. We don't send guys down to the minors. They automatically are awesome. If a hitter goes 0 for 4 against low-level pitching, we don't automatically say he's lost hitting forever. He's working on some stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Now, I'm going to try to do this by being respectful. But Manoa is on the larger end for a pitcher. He's he's weighty. He's broad. He's got thick haunches. He's hefty. He's a hefty, he's a hefty boy. He's more Jabba Chamberlain than he is Tim Lincecum. Okay. He, he's thick. He's a thick, yeah. he's a thick boy. Multiple C's. Right. If Arby's didn't have a certain slogan, Alex Manoa might be, we have the meats. He's got the meats. Right. Would he be on Meaty Man Boobs Monday? He might be on Meaty Moobs Monday. Meaty Moobs, right. So Alec Manoa is star, 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 boom, falls off a cliff. The team would know what to do, send it to the minors, gets lit up by teenagers yesterday. I'm not going to speak to this because this hasn't afflicted me yet, although with my diet, who knows, maybe it will. Is it possible, Mraz? that he is overeating, his weight now is weighing him down, and he's lost velocity or he's lost endurance or lost something because he's gotten too heavy. I mean, I think that health definitely plays a factor for sure. There are certain things I'm out of breath doing that other days I'm great at. The problem is when you get heavier in life. Mm -hmm. And I hope that many of you don't experience this, but... Mm -hmm. It's not about... But here's my football food of the no, week. No, 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 It's not about, like, consistent unhealthiness. Now, for those, like, the whale of Brandon Frazier, of course, all right, right, you're always going to have those problems. Mm -hmm. What strikes you is there's certain things that you could do effortlessly one day, and the next day, you are like... And then two days later, you could be fine doing it. When you are young and unhealthy, that's the problem. And I think that's what's probably driving Manoa. He probably started off great. Now has reached these struggles because his body, that's a lot of wear and tear, pitching every day in the major league or every five days in the major leagues. And now a day like this, he could get rocked for 11 runs. But in the minors, maybe he throws a shit up the next. So he has to struggle with the mental struggle of being fat and an athlete and knowing that. These are laughing, but I'm being serious. Knowing that, you know, you just got to learn your body more. And I bet you he's somebody who doesn't truly know his body. And I don't say this lightly because this guy's obviously struggling and so... It, the, my my point here is not to make fun of a guy that's overweight. But when I see Alec Manoa, the story is so remarkable that, what, six months ago, he was an American League Cy Young finalist. Six months later, teenagers are blowing him up. And you look at him and, and Bogues, look at this picture. That's yeah, he's that's, a big dude. That's a big belly. Right. Which it's is, a really he's not a thin flip, guy. Flipping the left. He's got a really when you see him, you're like, wow, that's a guy that's no. got he's got a he's got girth. 
He's got a tub around him. But it's not well, new, and it's not drastically well, different but, than last year. But, A, I'm, remember, he came up with the Blue Jays. We're talking about early pandemic, half the games in Dunedin, some in Buffalo. He is now on a full year of eating different meat regulations in Canada. And you throw in the fact that on top of that, on top of him maybe being girthy, maybe he didn't take the best care of himself in the offseason, just trusted off of last year that he could pitch it that weight. So maybe he was a less shape. And maybe he was a sticky stuff guy, too, that now knows he can't get away with that. So he's struggling with all of that. Trusted his body when he shouldn't in the offseason. Definitely can't do sticky stuff. And now he's a mess. Sticky stuff could be it. Yeah. It's such a drastic and quick fall. I don't think it's his weight. I think sticky stuff's a possibility, but I think this is mental. You do. Because it's too severe. It's not like, oh, he's having a bad year. Like, here in where we live, one of the teams has a player who won the National League batting title last year and is now batting 240. Al would be have to be batting like 056. Like, that's to put him, like, he, he's fallen so far off a cliff. I don't think it can be a usual physical thing. If he had a four ERA and a good start and then a bad start, and when he's not you know meeting certain numbers from last year, then maybe it's something like an extra hamburger north of the border. But because it's so significant, I think it's deeper than that, bigger what, than that. And did he struggle with the pitch clock? But sometimes weight struggles are mental struggles. And so is that all combined where he could be going through something mentally and his weight troubles are indicative of those mental struggles. Yeah. I mean, Sean just has said pitch clock. I'd love to see if there's any anybody's done a comparison on this. Pitchers fatigue is a storyline because they have less time between pitches. So there could be a combination of things where if he was pitching slowly to catch his breath, to go through all of these mental checklists, I got to do this, I got to do that, or he's talking himself into a good pitch, and now he's got four seconds, not 40 all of those things could combine to make him a mess. Yeah. And back to Mraz's point, if you're out of shape for whatever reason, and now you have to work faster and you're out of breath, and then mentally you start kind of melting down and you can't put it together, it could compound. But it's it's so dramatic, the fall off for him. I mean, it happened in months. He went from one of the best pitchers in the American League to can't get teenagers out in the span of two months of baseball, three months of baseball, that it has to be something pretty crazy because you would think that if it was anything physical, elbow, what have you, shoulder, spin rate, whatever that is, the Blue Jays would just say, shut it down. You're injured. There's no use in fighting through this. You're only 25. But clearly it's something much different than that. In Indianapolis, we know that Anthony Richardson is the future, the first-round draft pick of the Colts. However, Nate Atkins of the Indianapolis Star joined the Roto World football show yesterday or earlier in the week to talk about Richardson and said it's, quote, trending towards Anthony's job in week one, but I don't think it's a guarantee because they need to have somebody who's ready to run the entire playbook. Gardner Minshew is way ahead in terms of knowing the playbook. And... I think the Colts want Anthony Richardson as their starter in week one. And to me, I would take that off the table. I know nobody in Indianapolis is getting fired up for Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico. I know nobody's like, yes, the football season's here. I can't wait to see Gardner Minshew. 
And you want to sell hope and you want to sell excitement and you want to sell anticipation. But Anthony Richardson has to be drafted where he gets drafted for a future stock. You cannot draft Anthony Richardson, who by and large was known by every scout, GM, etc., as the project. Might be highest ceiling, but that's a project. If the Colts are hell-bent on getting him starts in September, let alone week one, it's an enormous mistake, and you are risking blowing him up within the first month that he's an NFL quarterback. There is no reason. If the Colts think they are Anthony Richardson away from being uh, a contender, that being a contender doesn't need to happen in year one of his NFL career if it sacrifices the next 10. And I would say to the Colts, you've had one of the best rosters in football for the last three or four years. You have one of the best running backs in football. You have a team in a division that should be very competitive. The Jaguars certainly took a step forward last year. The Texans should be bad. The Titans could be okay. And you're a Colts squad that should be around 500 with the Gardner Minshew anyway. Don't do anything drastic here. And I just don't like this idea that the Colts are kind of fast-tracking Anthony Richardson and don't want Gardner Minshew to be the starting quarterback. I would go the exact opposite. I would want Gardner Minshew to be the starting quarterback until I need Anthony Richardson later on in the season to get some reps. But I don't need Anthony Richardson to get reps week one. And I've gone back and forth with this on with guys like Pete Prisco from CBS Sports who believe if you've got it, you've got it, and you'll see it. Week one, a Troy Aikman, a Peyton Manning, they got it. It didn't matter if they played on garbage teams. I completely disagree because not every rookie quarterback is built the same. Anthony Richardson could be completely different than Peyton Manning and still have a great career. And the idea that everybody is a robot and everybody needs to be treated exactly the same, and that every quarterback, no matter what the scenario you put him in, will either succeed or not, is silly. It goes back to what we were talking about with the movie Whiplash yesterday. What creates greatness? And I don't think there's a playbook for this. For Miles Teller in, in Whiplash, perhaps he needed J.K. Simmons to manipulate him emotionally to badger him mentally, to get to the next level. But maybe some of that was actually a disservice to Miles Teller. Perhaps some of that was unnecessary. And perhaps some of that, for somebody that could also be great, could have dissuaded them from ever being great because they would have been mentally broken from it. There is no one-size-fits-all for quarterback greatness. And we all know Anthony Richardson has a big ceiling, but is nowhere close yet. You know, it's almost July. You're talking about getting Anthony Richardson ready in two months to be the starting quarterback in the NFL? Why? Why push it? What's the win there? Why? Why bother? When we come back on the show, it's decade of DA time. Once upon a time, we went viral for crying over retired athletes. DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. January 2nd, 2013, a new sports radio network launched. CBS Sports In the 10 years since, we've undermined the sterling reputation of CBS Sports on a daily basis. Here's another moment from the decade of DA. This was one of our first viral moments here on CBS Sports Radio. This was at the September, late September mark after the baseball season of year number two of us on the air. This was still when we were on overnights. We began, we launched in 2013 as we were the overnight show, sandwiched between Pharrell on the bench, which was before us, and Tiki, Tierney, and Dana in the mornings. Then Dana left and it was just Tiki and Tierney before us in the mornings. And we were doing overnights. And on the overnight show, Mraz, being a big fan of the team that plays in the Bronx, watched his hero retire, that emotional send-off for one Derek Jeter. And as he got more and more emotional, myself and Kenny Brock on the Wheels of Steel kept poking and twisting to get the waterworks going. And it really flooded that night here inside the CBS Sports Radio Studios. This is from September 27, 2014. Uh, Tuesday night, Mraz ended up uh, going to the stadium, Yankee Stadium, to cover um, the New York Yankee game and see Jeter in uh, the final home game that Mraz will see in person. I saw Rivera go. I've seen Callahan go, and I'm going to see uh, Jeter go too. Mm-hmm. And he finally had his final at-bat. Did it hit you? 
Oh, it hit me because he came up in the seventh inning and I did the math. And I said, he may not get another at bat here. This is it for my life. And, um, and I, it hit me. And I, I got a little upset. He got on base. He got a base hit. The crowd roared. I was pumped up. And as fate would have it, he was able to come back to give us one last at bat with the game on the line in the ninth inning. And he struck out to end the game. And when that happened, it was it, man. It was like stepping on an ant, an ant dying on your shoe. It was, it was over. It, you know, we laugh about it, and I I thought about it all week, and now it's the week, the week still all see in the weeks here, and it's, oh, it's sad. It really is. It's just, then Thursday night's going to be even rougher. It's just, you're never going to watch him play a game again. You're never going to go to the stadium. You're never going to chant his name. It's sitting on the couch with my dad as a kid. Stop, Kenny. It's, those are your first memories of staying up late is watching, you know, Jeter get the big hits and miss the November and, you know, winning the World Series. And it just, they're never going to have that again. That, you know, three champ, you know. Uh. You're breaking up in there. When you just reminisce and you think about all the glory years, it's just, it's, it's over. It's all over. When Mo you- went, that's it. Did Jeter gone. When I sat in the car and I had the Yankees post game on and I kind of reflected and thought about every at bad, I really flashed back and thought about the last 15 years of my life and something that's there is not going to be there anymore. And I, I, I have two pieces of my head going. One wants to laugh at my idiot self and the other just can't help it. You guys just, hey man, it's a legend. You don't see legends come around in your lifetime often. And we have one here in New York and he's not coming back. He's not dead. No, he'll be there, but his career's dead. Mraz, any final words? We love you, Derek. Go get him the last <laughs> week. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I've held it in for as long as I could. <laughs> the tears on this down this guy's face are so big. It's oh streaming. my god. Oh, he's weeping. He's openly weeping. <laughs> Describe this scene that's next to you. Mraz has both hands now in his face. <laughs> he's hunched over. The Buddha belly is hidden. The tears are just free-flowing down. The snot bubbles are coming out of his nose. It's quite a scene, DA. I, I can't even... I can't grasp what's happening right now. <laughs> just saw his face. <laughs> He just turned to me. His face is all red, and it's it's covered up by his big ham hock hands, and he's absolutely pouring, and we knew this was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. It was perfect to have Kenny Brock in here, the heartless, soulless, cutthroat Philly fan, mocking Mraz from three feet away. And it was all a setup. We knew that Mraz had gone to the stadium to go see Jeter in his final chance to see Jeter in person. That was not the final game of the season. But we knew it, and we knew that Mraz was kind of getting emotional and nostalgic about it. So I told Brock, I go, hey, have Sinatra ready, okay? He goes, okay, I got it. I go, I'm going to ask Mraz about this game, and let's just keep poking him until he breaks. Brock goes, I got it. So as you heard in that clip, as Mraz gets more emotional, Brock rides the volume up of Sinatra. I did it my way. And Mraz is starting to get more and more emotional, more and more wistful. And at one point, we edited that together to condense it. But there's a lot of dead air because Mraz 
has put his head in his two hands, rested his elbows on the desk in front of his computer, and just started sobbing into his hands as, I did it my <laughs> way. Started blaring. And Kenny and I were holding back the laughs to get Mraz to keep going. And then finally we're like, forget it. Let's just start laughing at this guy. And this is before we were on the simulcast. There was no video of this. So we went to commercial break quickly, maybe to a Schwartz update or something. And I ran into the control room to take a photo of Mraz. And this clip went viral. This story went viral because we, we sent out the audio of him crying. And then there's a picture. I'm like, Mraz, look up. And Mraz has one hand covering one eye and red pink face, eyes filled with tears, looks at me like a dog in a shelter and i snapped the photo and we attached that to the story and sent that out and put that in the clip and that got picked up everywhere got picked up by local newspapers local websites but then sports illustrated's website picked it up barstool awful. picked it up barstool awful announcing cbssports.com had it <laughs> producer <laughs> cries over Derek jeter's retirement this was the day before Jeter's final game. This was, as I said, the 27th of September, 2014. And the 28th was his final game of the stadium. And that was the one against the Orioles where tie ball game, bottom nine, runners on first and second, and Jeter strokes the opposite field single, game-winning walk-off RBI. That was his final moment as a player. But Mraz went to the game where he struck out the, his last at <laughs> bat of the night. Did you boo him? No, and then I didn't. started crying. I was mad. It was and I probably the first time anybody in America outside of this show even heard my name. Like that that moment was. Remember, we couldn't believe. We've had a lot of great moments. How viral it went. It was insane that yeah. week. I had to do like other radio interviews about me crying. <laughs> I was on like the Opie and Anthony show as a result of that. Were you really? Yes. Yeah, the producer reached out to me. They wanted to like see how big of a loser I was. I would say <laughs> in our 10 years together, there were three moments from Mraz that burst louder and brighter than anything else from a viral standpoint. This, the oopsie heard around the world, mm. and then the pirate doorbell cam. Right. My eyes! Opening day win! Those were the three that got the most traction. And I think it's because people couldn't believe that this would be real. That he would cry over the retirement of a baseball player. That he would soil himself on air while we were doing a radio show. And that when the Giants or the won a game opening weekend, he would walk outside of his house and scream to the heavens, <laughs> my eyes, my eyes, babies. I don't remember, Sean, did any, any of the coverage of Giants Titans give you the hat trick that they link all three stories? <laughs> Nobody's ever done it, right? Nobody's been ever, just ever radio able to, producer. Yeah, put together the pieces. Nobody's ever done it. And then I also had Tom Brady include me and up the gut in his uh, hater video. That was the other one. Right. Yeah. Right. But... That wasn't all about you. 100%. You were one of the haters that Brady right. tapped into. Still just an, a ridiculously dumb thing for Tom Brady to include. I mean, it has food recipes in it, the column. So, 
no pressure, but I, I think the station down the hall wants you to go viral pretty quickly yeah. to help out that radio show. So Holy <laughs> mine eyes! Mine eyes! And like what's mine the next eyes! What's the next well? What's the next source? You've done crying. Yeah. I've done the sweeping. You've done bodily function. Yeah. And you've done excitement. Right. So what's the next theme? Condescension he's done with the sweeping, the gentleman's mom. Yeah, but that didn't take off like those no. these other three things. No. I almost like need oil on my forehead. I need to grow like the biggest zit imaginable and have it explode onto <laughs> onto a microphone <laughs> with no. a big sound. They might be getting past his peak. Maybe we squeezed Mraz wow. for all the good stuff. Are they the Raiders? I'm like Warren Sapp <laughs> heading over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mraz, oh, Every Raider that signed over the hill, Randy Moss, <laughs> Justin Tuck, Warren Sapp, all of the bad contracts. Will you get to week one unlike Antonio Brown? <laughs> oh, good point. I'm going to have some foot issues too. Yeah. Holy Two weeks in, I finally get gout. This is not my microphone. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to send him back by Jan 1. Yeah, don't cry too much about Mraz leaving. <laughs> You're, you're going to be Alec Minoad. They're going to send you back. <laughs> Wake him up. They're going to have to send it down to Tucson and make sure he gets his confidence back. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack's here crushing it. We can't take you back. Oh, imagine that. That I would can't. be devastating. I'd become Shep back from Memphis, really have to work my way up. <laughs> yeah, you, you could reopen the pork store at least. I'm, I'm walking 16 dogs, putting together four part-time shifts. Hoping Hickey quits. We're like, Mraz, did you run here? <laughs> I'm taking classes at NYU, so I have a place to live. Where are you sleeping now, Mraz? I'm just trying to work my way up, man. Way up. <laughs> Is Jack really a candidate for the job? Yes. Oh, God. If he wants it. If it's not beneath him. Obviously, the door is open to everybody within the yeah. company. Kai we wouldn't. Would, we would not, we would not <laughs> shun anybody. However, Christopher yeah. Porzingis. Except women. No women allowed. I, perhaps, no, that's not true. <laughs> I know. However, <laughs> that person that will replace Mraz has to sit on the other side of the glass from Pete. So Pete is going to be my watchdog in every interview and every mm -hmm. meeting. I can't speak for Pete of who he would prefer not be next to him full time. <laughs> so while the door is open to all potential candidates... Pete does have ultimate right. call of that guy will never sit next to me every day for the Wait, rest of my career, well, so no. Ark Manning. And there are two questions, though, and side B will tackle this one. Will this be the most important hire of Pete the Body's management career, number one? Number two, have you and Pete come up with secret, like, baseball-like signals, a certain amount of pen clicks <laughs> that Pete fires off, you abort the interview, and it's over? We What's wrong with trying to feed people? Oh, we have. <laughs> I got to tell you, we haven't gone over those signs. But yesterday, Pete, you were in for the local side of things. Yeah. And as I was wrapping up, you were talking to Kevin Wall, who did our simulcast yeah. yesterday. And I, I overheard you talking about the person we've played some clips of here. Yeah, uncomfortable exchange with him the other night, Sunday night. I was uh, doing the hybrid shift, both national and local. Uh-huh. Sunday night, and um, I got back to the studio, uh, my newsroom there. Oh, and, man. And went to go warm up dinner, and I had some Chinese food with me. Mm. And as I walked by, Jack goes, 
what do you have there? And I said, uh, some Chinese food. He goes, oh, that's not healthy. I'm going to come to your house and cook for you. And I said, no, 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 that's okay. I got everything under control. No, 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 I want to come and cook for you and your family. I said, no, 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 it's, it's okay. My wife's good. I want to teach your wife how to cook. Oh. And I said, I said, Jack, that's just not going to happen. You're not coming anywhere near my house. <laughs> and he continues to berate me all night about wanting to uh, go to a game with me, come see a Long Island Ducks game. Um, I'm like, I'm like you've got to stop this. This is, this is not. Then he starts getting into pay. Like, what do you get paid for a shift? Mm. What do you think they get paid for a shift down the hall? It became a whole financial conversation. I said, I said, Jack, I, I'm I'm in the middle of getting ready for the next update. I can't have this conversation with you. This why I'm just I was curious. I'm trying to learn. To, like, like, so what do you make for a shift? Why didn't he ask the boss? Like, so like, why can't he go to the appropriate people? Correct. And then this this conversation. Probably total lasted like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Wow! So you finally, I got I, I I lost it on him, and I said, Jack, the last twenty minutes are twenty minutes of my life I will never get back. And he looked at me with this like like dead stare. Um, I know my social skills aren't very good, but I will take that as a cue to walk away from you right now. And you don't get mad at anybody. I, I don't get mad at The fact that he knew that you had snapped on him yeah. was finally the awakening that maybe he needed. Shut up. It's enough. Go away. You're not getting anywhere near my children or my wife. He did this to Mraz the other day asking him about how much he gets paid. Who? What co-worker asks that? Go ask the boss what shift rates are. Yeah. It's so tacky and weird and rude and... It's just, it's bizarre behavior. Yeah. And, oh, and do you get paid more here than you do at your other gigs? Who asks and, these questions? And, and, then, and then he goes, he goes, how do you balance everything? Like, how do you work here and work the baseball well, that's and cover the hot? Like, that's but, and, fair. And do they pay you the same that they you get paid well, here? And not... I'm like, like, leave me alone. I What's mean, going on? I, the fact that Jack didn't walk away going, these 20 minutes are ones I won't get back <laughs> After talking to Schwartz, he's amazing. <laughs> You're I a still, beast. You're a tank. <laughs> so as I said, the door for Mariah's job is open to everybody. However. I think he just got hired. Again, however, you guys keep telling all these stories. I'm the one pushing it here, and I haven't heard no, a reason look, not to bring him in. I yeah, the won't best, fill in anymore the if best, he's producing okay. the show. You won't fill in. I know that Pete probably will never work on the show again. I think we'll have a lot of people that just refuse to work around here. No. The best way to view this is the Texans begin training camp with a chance to win the Super Bowl. Will they? I mean, it's the best way I could compare certain people to interviewing for this oh, job. So we're the Texans now. No, no, no. no he's no. the Texans. That's a good analogy. I like that one. You were Bill O'Brien. Everybody Pete. starts zero and zero in the season. <laughs> but we know the reality. Exactly. Somebody's the Chiefs, okay? <laughs> he's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is un who badgers somebody. I'm gonna go teach your wife how to cook. Terrible. Who badgers somebody and says, I'm going to teach your wife how to cook? You that know, being you said, know. that's a great reality show for three weeks. Jack lives there and cooks for the Schwartzes. You know, I will call the police. On the Tangier. I will call the police. Jack Cam. It shows the restraint on Peter because if, if anyone else was asked that question, they would have knocked Jack out.
It's a rude question. A All rude of those question. questions are rude. It's a very rude question. <laughs> Says that about your wife? I mean, that's ridiculous. That's it's rude. A, that's very rude. You should apologize. It's very rude. <laughs> you don't want to hear Pete scold and try to bring Jack up through the world? Come on. Listen to that. There would, be an, there would be an implosion here if that happened. It really it was, would. It, it, you can't. It really would. You can't put anybody on this floor in that position. <laughs> Because you have to remember, too, if there's an implosion here, the ripple effect will be felt down the hall, That's right. upstairs, right. the other outlets that are owned by this company. Let's go, Jets. And oh, let's, be let's be honest. <laughs> you guys can talk a big game. Nobody's quitting over Jack, okay? Everyone's going to still show up and take their paychecks and deal with whoever they have to deal with. You start sending out resumes, though. You start looking at other okay. places. You start... Transitioning wow. to subways and did Bogues uh, became like a Jack teacher, so to speak, and he tried to distance himself for that. But now I'm getting the sense Bogus is back in on wanting his guy that he mentored rising to prominence. Can call I'm, me whatever you would like. I'm looking out for DA Show 2.0, and there's only a handful of names right now in house that can create the content that Jack could. Is a very short list. I am so disappointed in you. I, I really. That's fine. I'll accept that. I've known you for a very long time. You have. We've, we've worked together at several places. And I don't think you need and to I change your diet. I consider you a close friend. Thank you. But I am Same so here. disappointed in you now. I can't be perfect, Peter. Bogues isn't wrong. There is a lot of content I'm to mine. I'm scratching Ford off of Bradley's list. To mine <laughs> from, from him, but. It would cause such disdain around here. We we all like coming to work, generally speaking, around here. If we knew he was here, how much? What chunk of joy is sucked out of every oh. day showing up? A lot of rundown emails would start with, "I'm working from home, Brewers Royals tonight." <laughs> Staying up oh. for Otani at bats. <laughs> the home show would become the permanent show. No doubt about it. The whole crew would be at your yeah. home. I would only work on holidays that Jack took <laughs> off. Pete would have Jack alone in here. Pete would be cutting the minutes. <laughs> DA's working on Christmas again? <laughs> <laughs> A well, hard guy. I'm a hard head guy. <laughs> <laughs> the only time people see me are on the holidays. Schwartz says headlines. Yeah, I'll run this through this quick. Uh, we'll start baseball. Angels beat the White Sox 4-2. Shohei Otani homering twice on the mound. He gave up a run and four hits while striking out 10 over six in the third. And then he had to leave the game as a pitcher because of a cracked nail on his right middle finger, Angels manager Phil Nevin just amazed at what Otani can do. I think what's cool is watching, you know, new guys come in like Moose and Eski here today. Like they see this and <laughs> they're in amazement, right? And we all are. It's just for the first time to see it, and um, you know, the performance today was was incredible. You know, we can only wish that uh, Jack cracked more than a nail. Now to Oakland, where the team that I root for had a rough night. Maul at the belt with runners at first and second. And Sam delivers. Swung on and missed. This ball game is over. It's the first career save for Sam Maul, and the A's get a great win. Ken Korak on A's radio and the A's. 
beat the team depicted in the movie the uh, the rookie two to one. Okay. I think I got the movie wrong. What hmm. was the movie with um, Brendan Fraser? The Scout. I'm sorry. The Scout. Yeah. The A's beat the team depicted in the movie The Scout. Okay. Two to one. Okay. Our next stop is Arlington. Again, the 3-2, and this ball is drilled deep into center field. Veerling going back. He looks up, and it is gone. Adoli Garcia with a two-run home run. It is his 19th home run of the year, and the Rangers have blown this one wide open now. It's 8-3. Eric Nadell on Rangers Radio, and the Rangers beat the Tigers 8-3. Cleveland Guardians manager Terry Francona did not manage the team last night in Kansas City. Guardians beat the Royals 2-1 to one. after not feeling well. He was taken to a local hospital to undergo tests, and he was there overnight. Update expected today. Steve Cohen, the billionaire owner of the team who plays in a stadium built on the parking lot of the stadium they used to play in, <laughs> tweeted that he will be doing a press conference before tonight's game against the Brewers. He said, you will get it from me straight. The orange and blue team has lost 16 of their last 22. And from the NFL, Saints quarterback Derek Carr spoke to the Sacramento Bee yesterday. Carr knew it was time to leave. You know, once they made my wife cry, that was pretty much over. <laughs> you know, once they once they made her cry, that, that was out, you know. Uh, but the love for my teammates is what probably would have made, made me do it. Um, but the way it worked out and... The timing of things, I was just, it was it was time for me to move on. And How much he, crying happens at the car household? His wife's crying, he's crying, everyone's crying. Should invite Mraz over. No kidding. Yeah, he has moved on to New Orleans. And the NHL draft is tonight in Nashville. The Chicago Blackhawks have the first pick, and they are expected to take Connor Bedard tonight, number one overall. A lot of good Connors. Connor McDavid, Connor Verhage. Mm-hmm. Carter Verhage. Connor Bedard. <laughs> Connor, Connor Green. Green. Connor Green. Ah, damn, I thought I was going to have a hockey nugget. Shanae O'Connor. Who? Huh? By the way, the next Twitter handle is definitely Aunt Donna's Thunderdome. <laughs> I definitely am reading a tweet at some point in the near future from at Aunt Donna's Thunderdome. My, had- my mom has also put in a request. I don't want her calling the cops on us for mentioning her. Can you please call her she who shall not be named? <laughs> okay. Nancy's amazing. But number two, I don't think there's a crime in flushing goldfish. Well, I think it's just more because there's an estranged family member. What would the cops be called for? That we're slandering her name on Did it happen? My mom is outrageous. Nothing would happen, but yes. I think there's a crime in the other thing that happened to the fish while they were getting right. flushed. We call her fish killer. When we go back on the show, if you went to a sporting event, but only the wealthy seats could drink booze, how offended would you be? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Sports. Happy Being Alive Day. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, 51 minutes past the hour. Listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. So... I didn't realize this. My bad. But the next Summer Olympics is already next summer, and it's going to be in Paris. Right over my head. So next summer, Paris. Then 2028, no, 2026 Winter Olympics. And Bogus tells me that's going to be in Italy somewhere. Mm -hmm. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Then Milan after, in a different city in Italy. 
Torino. No. It has been in Torino. Not long ago. Oh. 10 years ago or something. So then after that, 2028 Summer Olympics, again, who knew? We're getting them. L.A. Yeah, I mean, we did that story several times over the years, but yes. I didn't remember it, nor did I realize that was finalized. So L.A.'s got the Summer Olympics in four years, five years. Then the winter after that is where? It's not on the list I have, so it's possibly haven't gotten to 2030 Winter Games yet. Salt Lake City. No. And then 2032 is set. We're going down under. Brisbane, Australia. Wow, is that so? So who knew? P, you didn't realize L.A. had locked no in the, chance. the sim- Summer Olympics no already. Way. Sure, uh, live TV ratings would be great for the Brisbane Olympics here, huh? <laughs> so next summer in France, a country world-renowned for its wine and booze. And toast and fries. Will be limit limiting public consumption during the Olympics. Only fans... In pricey VIP areas will be able to buy alcohol. It's due to a law called Evans Law. Alcohol sales are banned to the general public in France's sports stadiums. Exceptions are allowed. But in this case, you'll have to be in one of the VIP areas to buy beer. Now, I don't know if I would ever go to the Olympics Dave Friedman, Super Dave, voice of the Winthrop Eagles, loves the Olympics. And we've had him join us from the Olympics. Got to unpipe it. Namely, Rio. And he loves them. De Janeiro. But I don't know. I probably would go, but I don't know if it's a bucket list thing that I would have to go. But I would be pretty bummed if I went to the Olympics and I bought a general admission ticket and I couldn't drink but the VIPs could, I don't think I would take that so well. Yeah, there's no shot. There's no way I'm sitting through water polo without a without a beer. Like, that's not, that's ridiculous to actually give them to the VIPs because you're showing it's not like some kind of like ethnic thing. Like, you could have alcohol. So why should they get <laughs> Ethnic thing. Religious? <laughs> Is that the word I'm looking for? Perhaps. Like in Qatar. Yes, that's Cup. what I was referring yes. to. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. This feels like a disaster. If I'm going all the way to France, every place on the street is an amazing bar or restaurant. That's what the French are known for, eating and drinking. So the moment moment I go inside to the Olympics, I can no longer partake in the thing that I want to do most by going there that I can do at every corner in the country to an elite global level. Thanks, but no thanks. When we come back on the show, suddenly Bill Belichick has become open. Why? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.